Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-host, Eddie Ryan, Hayward Evans, and we're trying to get Hayward on the line right now. Uh, has he joined us yet, Eric? Okay, so uh, we're waiting for Hayward. But in the meantime, uh, a lot of things. Tomorrow is Juneteenth. There are going to be quite a few celebrations, and I think with this uh, mass protest uh, that's happening around the world regarding uh, George Floyd and other folks who have been killed since then, uh, uh, tomorrow at the Port of Seattle, uh, the port chapter of Blacks in Government, uh, the president, uh, Delmas Whitaker, is with us. And uh, to set this record straight, Mr. Whitaker is the senior manager of the Marine Di and Commercial Division at uh, for the Port of Seattle. So, uh, Mr. Whitaker, M President Whitaker, thank you very much. And uh, uh, it's going to be an outstanding event tomorrow. You guys are doing a, a, a virtual uh, Juneteenth celebration. So uh, I'd like to, first of all, take a, have you take a minute or two and let our listeners know uh, a little bit about your background, the ones that don't know you. Oh, hey, Eddie, Eddie Rye, thank you very much. Uh, I am completely honored to be on your show today. Uh, yes, I'm Delmas Whitaker. I'm the senior manager for fishing and commercial vessels at the Port of Seattle. Uh, and my role here, I, I get the honor of... Uh, uh, managing uh, one of the Port of Seattle's first properties uh, and that was commissioned in 19, 1914, which is Fisherman's Terminal, uh, home of the North Pacific Fishing Fleet. Uh, I am also responsible for Salmon Bay Marina uh, and the Maritime Industrial Center. So uh, I'm a 25-year Navy veteran um, and, uh, uh, and recently uh, was uh, appointed as the president of the Port of Seattle chapter of Blacks in Government. So uh, that's about 82 members strong, and uh, we are we are excited to be uh, not only active in our here at the Port of Seattle, uh, but also active uh, throughout the the uh, Greater King County uh, areas. And I'm a Kitsap County resident, so. Uh, I get to share the love on, on that side of the water, but uh, um, I, I'm, I'm proud to be, uh, uh, to be the president of, uh, of this uh, organization. And uh, tomorrow is Juneteenth, and uh, uh, the Port of Seattle is being sponsored by Blacks in Government. And as a matter of fact, you also have quite a few of the, uh, the brass that will be involved in the Juneteenth uh, celebration, including uh, Seattle Port Commission Chair Peter Steinbrook, who will be on the air of this program right after you go off, sir. So uh, I wanted to do uh, you now, if you could uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, the activities for tomorrow, what's on the agenda for the Juneteenth uh, celebration at the Port of Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just like everybody else, we're kind of in this unique situation where normally we'd be taking this opportunity to uh, have a beautiful celebration in our, our downtown corporate building uh, to rejoice and uh, be happy and show some fellowship uh, and also, uh, you know, tell the history of Juneteenth. And uh, so, but this year we're going to take the opportunity to go virtual and uh, uh, we, are, we are happy to, to have, uh, as you said, uh, uh, Commission President Peter Steinbrook that uh, has, uh, will be, be with us. Uh, our executive director, Mr. Steve Metrick, uh, our senior uh, director for equity, diversity, and inclusion, uh, Ms. Bukta Geshir, uh, and uh, and also yourself, Mr. Eddie Rye, that will be there to to join us and uh, and, and help educate us. 
And uh, well, I tell you what, I've probably got a lot of education myself. Uh, but give us uh, now. We also have, uh, I think, Mr. Uh, Lance Little, aviation manager, the brother that's over the the uh, the SeaTac Airport. And who are some of the other participants who will be uh, on the program? Well, I, I, you know, thank you for. Uh, I, I forgot my, uh, you know, that my co-moderator, uh, Mr. Lance Little, that is the uh, managing director for the airport. Um, that's that is the 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 bulk of our uh, of our program this year. We took a different approach. Uh, one, we wanted to be able to make sure that we we took this opportunity to share with the. Uh, uh, our members uh, and our port family let them know about the meaning of Juneteenth and why it's important to Black people and uh, and why it's uh, uh, why it you know should be a national holiday. Why should it be uh, you know celebrated by 46 uh, uh, states across our nation? Um, but uh, uh, also to take this opportunity to reflect and have a conversation about the death of uh, George Floyd and how it's impact us and our community and, and what are we doing to take actions within our, um, the Port of Seattle to be able to uh, deal with the, you know, the outcry of, uh, of, of issues that are being, uh, being discussed throughout the national news and on the streets of Seattle and, uh, and and throughout our nation, so we're we're going to have this little bit of a unscripted conversation, uh, and 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 hopefully we we walk away with not only uh, knowing a little bit about each other, but uh, also uh, you know uh, you know g getting some recommendations of next steps uh, for for our for for our port family. Mm -hmm. Well, I've had a, a good experience with uh, a lot of the people at the port in terms of. Uh, mostly, uh, it, folks are really trying to do some things now, but at one while we had a pretty rough road. Uh, I like the direction that uh, Steve Metric and uh, the new chair, as well as the other poor commissioners, seems like they're open and amenable. And I think now what we see with the disparities in terms of race, uh, with uh, the, uh, the coronavirus really illuminating the disparities uh, in healthcare of the black community. And, uh, you know, and that has primarily to do with the economic injustice, because if you got to decide whether or not you're going to buy groceries or buy your medicine or go to see the doctor or pay your rent, it puts you in a very compromised position. And then for uh, descendants of the United States enslaved, which I identify myself, my folks have been here for 400 years, uh, you know, the, uh, it has to be some correction, corrective action taken, and it needs to be done uh, sooner rather than later. And I, one of the things I do want to say is that I'm really uh, impressed with the, the large number of particularly young whites who are standing up for justice for George Floyd and against police brutality and for equality. So these are some things that are happening. And I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, the port is, like, uh, is really stepping up. Why don't you share with our listeners who some of the members are, some of the folks in key positions. I do a lot of work with Luis Navarro, we've been working together for years, and he's highly regarded in our community. As a matter of fact, uh, two years ago, he received uh, an award for his actions uh, from the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee for uh, his contributions to help helping to bring about equality for the communities of color. So I know that uh, 
Kenny Lyles is right next to you now at the Marine Division, right? Well, Kenny Lyles is actually my boss. So uh, Kenny is our uh, director for maritime operations and security. And you're right, uh, you know, a trailblazer within our organization, uh, you know, been with the, uh, with the port for over 35 years and uh, has definitely uh, paved the way. Uh, and he's our immediate past president. And so uh, he's uh, definitely given the new guy, you know, uh, good advice to be able to, uh, uh, to handle the reins here. Um, and we talked about uh, also uh, our managing director, um, Mr. Lance Little, who has uh, uh, definitely been a blessing uh, to this organization, not only for, uh, you know, SeaTac International Airport, uh, but as the uh, executive sponsor for Blacks in Government, um, uh, he has definitely uh, uh, been extremely active and, and, you know, guiding, you know, and helping uh, us to, you know, define who we are as a, as an organization, and I'm I'm proud to work side by side with him, uh, uh, Mr. Dwayne Hill, who's our senior manager for uh, uh, our uh, uh, accounting department. Uh, another uh, you know uh, brother that's out there doing great things for us, uh, Mr. Rudy Kaluza, uh, who's uh, been uh, you know a long time uh, you know and uh, uh, a uh, central district. Uh, uh, you know, a uh, person who's uh, done, a, done a great bit of work. Uh, and I've been knowing Rudy for decades. <laughs> yes, there you go. He's a good brother, yes, indeed. Amazing, amazing guy. And uh, uh, and then uh, Mr. Mian Rice is also, uh, you know, involved in uh, our Blacks in Government and uh, us paving the new, new pathways. Uh, and you probably worked a lot with him with regards to our MWBE, uh, you know, uh, uh, work and uh, in all the things that we're doing for our small businesses and uh, small business contractors. So, but we also have this beautiful group of new people that are out there and they're energized and they're interested, uh, uh, you know, the Marin Burnett's of the world and, uh, uh, and, and also the uh, uh, Mira Chow, Chow Young uh, 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 and, and many others that are doing great things for our or Chow Yuck, I'm sorry, uh, that has been doing great things for our organization to help us uh, to take, uh, you know, the right steps uh, for, uh, you, know, you know, equity uh, and, uh, and diversity within our organization. Well, I have to mention the Charles Blood Diversity Award, uh, Diversity Award contract, uh, I mean, winner for last year, and that was Don Letitia Hunter. There you go, Don Hunter. Yeah, out at Air, Director of Airport Dining and Retail out at, uh, well, Airport Dining, and, I think it's Airport Dining. But anyway, I know that she is highly regarded and brings a lot to the table, too. So uh, between her and Lance, I know they can get things rolling. But first of all, we got to get rid of this pandemic so that uh, people can start uh, living a normal life again. And unfortunately, the way uh, some things are going, I think it's going to be a lot longer than sooner. I hate to say that. But when, you know, you're talking about uh, 45 having a rally with 19,000 people and none of them will be wearing masks. And then uh, also at the Republican convention, they moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, they're talking about now putting the Republican delegates on cruise ships. So I, it just is not looking real well. 
No, I I feel extremely fortunate, and I I you know uh, I would be remiss, uh, Eddie, if I didn't talk about too. You know, the Port of Seattle has uh, a number of other employee resource groups within our organization. Um, just earlier today, I was on a phone call with that group uh, to just express one my appreciation uh, for their support of solidarity for. Uh, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and the support of uh, blacks in government, uh, and um, and it was it, it was a it was a a, a very uh, uh, you know touching. We have folks that are not only reaching out to us, but they're 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 on their social media sites. They're also uh, getting it out to folks and telling them about how important it is for us to be together uh, and unified. And um, uh, we've. You know we're fortunate that we're. Um, I think we're we're in a good. We're we're getting getting to a better place, if you will. Okay, Thomas, we're going to have to go. We got uh, Peter Steinbrook, your boss, standing by, so we don't want to cut it too much in his time. So thanks very much. I look forward to participating uh, in the Blacks and Port of, uh, Port of Seattle's chapter of Blacks and Government tomorrow for the virtual uh, Juneteenth celebration. So thanks, Thomas, and keep up All the right. good work. Thank you very much, Eric and Eddie. I appreciate it. Okay. Our next guest is uh, Peter Steinbrook, who is uh, the chair of the Seattle Port Commission. And uh, Peter is going to be on uh, the panel tomorrow participating in the Juneteenth celebration at the port. So, uh, Peter, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest again. And uh, why don't you just go ahead Eddie. and share with uh, our listeners hear, a little bit can about you hear me okay? what you're doing. And what you're... Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Okay, well, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to my listening audience again, and then we'll start talking about the port in a little while, and then we'll go on to All the right, well, program for tomorrow. Um, Eddie Wright, thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your show. Um, I always look forward to the, to the opportunity, and uh, today we're discussing the importance and meaning of Juneteenth, and I hope that we can... Uh, gain a much better, broader understanding of the importance of, of that day in history and what it means uh, to blacks, but to all of us uh, across the nation. And I, I have a few comments to add there, but again, we're here to celebrate that uh, event in history, and I'm happy to say what it means to me and what its importance is. Uh, also want to do a shout-out for your daughter, Angela. She is so awesome on CNN. Uh, well, you, you must be a, pr a proud father. Well, you're awesome, too, but uh, well, I, I really enjoy her her commentaries on CNN. Yeah, we also have been joined by my co-host, Hayward Evans. Hayward, are you on? And Hayward, well, I'm on, yes. Hayward and I go oh. back to uh, day, my days at City Hall, and even before, his brother before. Uh, Dan was a classmate of mine in high school. Yeah. So we got some family here. I was born and raised in the Central District in Seattle, Washington. Uh, my mother grew up in Rainier Valley, and my dad went and mother both went to Franklin Heights. So I've got some history in our city here and seen a lot of changes over the years. Yes, well, uh, so, have, so have we. A mass exodus of blacks out the Central area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not real good, but anyway, uh, uh, but... Peter, why don't you just share with our listeners a little bit about the port? We know uh, there's some great challenges now uh, with the fact that we have the, uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, so the air traffic has slowed down. And and also now the cruise ship industry has been crippled by the pandemic. So 
Uh, why don't you just share with our listeners, you know, what will the Poor Commission be doing to help folks uh, stay in business? Because we know some of the uh, folks weren't doing that great to start with. So why don't you just share with our listeners what some of the plans are from the commission uh, point of view? Well, absolutely. And we're all in this together, as they say. And we at the port recognize that we have some uh, we have a central mission, which is about jobs and economic development. And I would add opportunity and equity to that and that we take our mission very seriously. And we've taken a big hit like everybody else. Uh, our revenues are way down with regard uh, the airport, which is more or less self-sustaining. Uh, we can't take funds out from the airport, and it more or less pays for itself. But the employment, drop in employment uh, of industry is, is huge. Uh, we have not furloughed or laid off any employees to date, which is a good thing. And we've maintained the airport operationally and the seaport as well, which is the fourth largest a container international container seaport in the United States. We currently have $1.5 billion in construction projects. And as you know, that means jobs, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of jobs around Seattle and the region and that are vital uh, during this time of huge, you know, unemployment, economic downturn, uh, closed businesses. People are really struggling like, like we haven't seen since the Great Depression, which predates my time, of course, but my parents lived through that in Seattle. Um, so we're, we're looking for ways to um, ensure that we can continue our operations, seaport and airport and Fisherman's Terminal, and uh, the cruise has been put on hold. That alone is a $28 million hit to our revenues with the shutdown of the cruise season. Uh, and so we're looking at some summer youth opportunities. Uh, my colleagues uh, and I are supporting an opportunity uh, program to hire youth this summer uh, for uh, good uh, jobs that relate to our port mission, uh, aviation, maritime, vocational jobs, and, and other. Uh, we have worked closely with, you mentioned uh, Don. Mr. Kirsten, let me stop you right there because you yeah, just said sure. that. And we have the parents and young people listen to the program. Where can they get that information about those opportunities? Absolutely. Well, I would say, first of all, I will just say to contact my office, the Seattle Port Commission office, and we will uh, give them the connections and information. The program is in the middle of being set up. We expect to be talking about it at our next Port Commission next week on the, on the, uh, port, excuse me, on the 23rd. And we're, things are still in motion right now, but call the Seattle Port Commission office and uh, leave a message. You can email me there also. Um, and I'm looking for a number to give you here, a phone number uh, for the port office. Um, it should be easy to find, and we'll do everything we can to try to connect folks to those, to those job opportunities. Okay. Hayward, do you have any questions or comments? For oh, yeah, us? I do. First, uh, congratulations. You are the president of the Port Commission. Is that correct? Uh, uh, yes, sir. I have that, uh, that, that responsibility here this year. Can and I, I take it as a you know, public service, as you know, a very honorable thing to, to devote my time and energies to here. You know, we've been knowing each other for, for a long time. But one of your assignments is the Art Oversight Committee. And I don't know if That's you know, correct. but the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee is going to be sponsoring an art contest 
So we're going to be in touch with you on that one. Okay, please do. And, and the I next, have a phone number yeah. here, by the way, 206-787-3034. That's 206-787-3034 is my Port Commission office phone number. Oh, excellent. Now, but, yeah, gonna... I am chair of the, I'm co-chair of the art board uh, with my colleague, Commissioner uh, Stephanie Bowman, and we oversee over $40 million in assets at our uh, port facilities in arts, in our collections. We also are working to strengthen our, our performance programs at the airport and elsewhere, and we've just doubled the budget for the art collections to what back to 1% where it used to be. So we expect millions of dollars to be pouring into new art. That, uh, we just had an RFP recently for local artists uh, to apply for. Uh, and uh, it's a great opportunity. It's not well known, uh, but we're the single largest gathering place in five state region where art can be displayed and performed. Well, we're, get, we're gonna be meeting with you uh, regarding our art contest. It runs through November. Okay. But the theme is a vision of unity. But I was going to ask you, because some of the my listenership or our listenership, the Alaska Way Viaduct. You're on the oversight committee for those yeah. folks working on Harbor Island. It's another one of my tasks. Yeah, the task force for the West Seattle Bridge replacement. Yeah, and Alaska Way Viaduct. Yeah, well, what, you know, we don't have to. We don't have to get it back at another time because we're 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 up against the clock today, and that's a okay. fifteen minute conversation. So uh, we'll okay. have to have uh, Peter back on that one. So, uh, well, Peter, I want to thank you very much, and I look forward to participating with the uh, uh, Blacks in Government Support of Seattle Chapter's Juneteenth celebration tomorrow, along with you. So thank you very much for yeah. your time today. And Hayward and I will definitely meet with you. Uh, I right. have our own virtual meeting to talk about uh, the, uh, the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee's uh, art contest, the statewide. All right, excellent. I look forward to hearing more. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. Uh, okay, thank you. Take it easy. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you, Peter, for your time. We appreciate it. We'll come back with our next guest after this. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. 
Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, Elmo, happy birthday to you. Our next guest is Dumi Mahari, and he is known as Drays. And he's going to talk about the Drays experience, a Juneteenth event. There's going to be a Facebook Live event that's going to feature Layla Ali, a bunch of black entrepreneurs, and a lady named Angela Ryan. I don't know the other people on the flyer, but I do want to thank uh, my sister girl for putting it up on my Facebook page. So, uh, Dre's, how you doing? And tell us a little bit about, we know you're famous in Seattle, King County, and Washington State, and now you're in Los Angeles doing, really doing a big thing. So, why don't you just give our listeners uh, like an overview of uh, your latest projects, because you're always in the studio. Yes, um, we are working on a black business marketplace that will be held tomorrow morning, Juneteenth morning, we're calling it the Juneteenth kickoff. Tomorrow morning, we're asking everybody to go to Layla Ali's Facebook page. All you got to do is put Layla Ali in the search. Go there tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, and we are going to be selling products from 10 different black-owned businesses. We have Angela Rye coming on. She's going to kick off the whole program, talk about Juneteenth, and then we're going to go right into just 10 different black businesses that you need to know. So we're making things from soap to detergent to watches, to cell phone companies. Um, and then we got Layla Ali coming on as well. She does seasoning, so salt, pepper, um, seasoning salt. She's got creams and different things for, like, facials. And so we just want to sell black products to people, not just black people, to white people, black people, and people of all races need to support our businesses. And that, that's great. So <clears throat> how did you come about, how did you come up with this idea? Well, I wrote a song called Building Black Wealth, and I put it out in February, and uh, and then COVID hit, right? And so I was stuck in the house, and the song just started growing. And before I knew it, I looked up on Facebook, the song had 2 million views on it. And so I was sitting here going, man, what can I do with this song and, and turn it into more than just a song, but into a movement? And so more entrepreneurs started connecting with me. Um, in the song, I talk about 18 different black-owned companies that I support. And one of the companies, Tally & Twine, which is a watch company, recently told me they're like, man, from your song, we saw an uptick of our sales in the Northwest region just because of your song. And they were like, we didn't know why we were starting to get all these sales. And then we saw the song, and we were like, oh, people are responding to the music. So once I knew that the music was really connecting and the message was connecting, we found our way to launching um, this great black-owned marketplace. Um, and I want everybody, please, tune in. Layla Ali's page, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, get some coffee, some tea, but bring a credit card because you've got to support these businesses. We're not looking for customers. We're looking for repeat customers. That's a good one. Uh, Hayward Evans, my co-host, want to see if he has any questions or comments. Yeah, Dres, first off, I think it's great that you're here. Thank you, and I love what you're doing. It's about the economics right now. we got to support one another's business, but it goes beyond just our community, like you said. People buy products. Everybody can use it, regardless of the race, ethnicity, 
uh, you know, gender specific, but I want you just to share with our listenership about your legendary parents and also how you how you came up with this hip hop Zimbabwean tradition in this music, how you have it layered. Yeah, I mean, it's something, uh, first off, yeah, salute to my mother, Laura Luciora, and my father, who has passed, um, Dumisani Marare Sr. Um, I love them, my mother and my father. Um, they are legends in the Northwest. They brought Zimbabwean music to this area. They brought marimba and Mbira music here. And so I have a new album coming out, and Building Black Wealth, the song, is the first single off of it. And so I wanted to channel a Zimbabwean vibe, so I brought Mbira music and kind of put it together with hip-hop, and I wanted to create a feel much like um, I had when I was in Zimbabwe. When I was a child, my mother sent us back there to live there as children. And so living in Zimbabwe, we would sit around the fire, we would sing songs. Um, we, didn't ha- we had television, but we only had one channel, right? So there was really not anything to watch on television. So I wanted to create music that brought people back to kind of that, that original human connection experience, sitting around the fire, telling stories, and so that's why the vibe is like that. My new album is titled African American. It's coming out here um, in a little while, as soon as COVID gives me a little bit of room to breathe. But um, uh, the new album's coming out, and the entire album is a fusion of African music with hip-hop to create a new sound that I call ancestral art. You know, I love what you're saying. Now, you know Eddie and I are going to have to contact you for the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee art contest coming up. Now, he's in, Los, categories. he's, he's in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, that's okay. He has a Seattle residence, too. Yeah, Papa Rice family, to me, he is not only the uh, my daughter's <laughs> grandfather, he is also like a father figure to me. So to me, if he calls, I'm going to come running. We're going to make it happen. As long as we can get here, we're going to get here. Um, and I love Seattle, so... Um, anytime I can be a part and help out, you know, you know, I'm going to do that. Thank you. Now, so uh, tell us a little, uh, uh, talk a little bit about some of the other projects you're working on in Los Angeles. I know that COVID has slowed you down quite a bit, but you have quite a few things yeah. going on down in the L.A. music scene. So, yeah, so I've been writing music. Um, the good thing about COVID is it hasn't slowed down my ability to write music. So I'm writing from home. I I've built my own at-home studio uh, during COVID, right? I never really had a studio at home, and so this forced me to keep work going. And so I write music for television shows, um, a ton of them. I've written for Love & Hip Hop. I've written for Empire. Matter of fact, Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, this recent season, I have three songs in one episode. Um, I've written for ESPN Sports Center, NFL Network. I recently did a commercial for PlayStation. Um, Just a ton of, ton of writing that's really, I love to write. I love to write music. I've been doing it since I was a kid. And so I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be able to write for so many great companies in Hollywood. And um, my hope is to be able to open up some doors for several artists in the Northwest to do the same. So I'm rolling out my own company called The Chosen Few. And I'm looking for producers, writers, people who are talented and want to get a shot at writing music for these programs to be able to make some money. Um, build a legacy for yourself. And uh, all right, all right, all right, Dumi, give them your contact information right now. Give it to them right now because you know they're going to be jumping at this opportunity. 
my contact information, look at me online at the Dre's Experience. That's at the, T-H-E, Dre's, D-R-A-Z-E, at the Dre's Experience on all your social platforms. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I'll definitely reach back to you. Okay, and I interrupted. You were saying something else, you, another project you were working on. Um, you know, it's so many, so many, so many projects. It's really, really hard to say we've got. Um, most importantly, though, it's about the music right now and about this Building Black Wealth campaign. We are work. This is our first episode tomorrow, but we're already working on our second episode, um, which should be the Fourth of July. This is the first time I'm actually saying that publicly. So, um, on the Fourth of July, we'll be rolling out more. But right now. We want people to tap in tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., Layla Ali's Facebook page. Um, you get okay. one of the town's favorite commentators, um, Angela Rye. You get Layla Ali. You get Dre's. I'm going to be doing a live performance of Building Black Wealth, the song, which this is my first time ever performing the song. Um, me and O.R. together, so we created it. The song features O.R. Arunga, the, uh, the horn player who is um, from Kenya, also by way of Seattle, and he is um, he's phenomenal. So we're teaming up to give a live performance. So you're going to get music. You're going to get black products, all of the above. Um, and go stream right. my song, Building Black Wealth. It's available on all platforms right now. Go stream it and listen to it. Uh, all right, Drains, we appreciate you, brother. We like what you're doing. And Hayward and I will definitely be in touch with you by being a judge in our contest. Because yeah. we we All want right. we need you to bring some young artists our way for the contest. So thank you very much, and uh, I'll be I'm gonna get up early, make sure I catch the program tomorrow. Yes, sir. Please. Nine o'clock. Layla Ali's Facebook page. Yeah. Got lastly, it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks very much, brother. Thank you. Bye. Tell my granddaughter I said hi. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, our next guest is. Uh, herbalist Tamika Mosley. She does not cure people. She helps people prevent illnesses and ha- make them live a better life. I did correct that on on uh, the Facebook post, uh, t- uh, Tamika. I want to let you know that. So how you doing? Thank you, Eddie. I tell you, Eddie, I am doing great. I'm on fire with educating people. Uh, we went. I went to uh, Monroe, Louisiana on the 15th, and I spoke to the people there. Of course, it was it was very emotional time because as we know uh all the brown and black people are passing away from coronavirus but you know just just educated people there just just trying to spread as much as much knowledge as i can um and while i was there i was able to go to uh 101.9 fm uh the radio station met mr rob lloyd who is going to put my put my contact information to the radio station in minnesota and memphis and dallas so we can just get our communities educated on not just sickle cell disease you know we know that sickle cell world day is tomorrow the 19th and i'll definitely talk about events around there but here's the problem eddie the people with the underlying conditions are dying first that that includes sickle cell diabetes heart uh, heart disease hypertension and on top of all this people wearing these masks they're not getting oxygen to their brain so it is just a double whammy you know it's it's, it's, it's now are you just, saying don't wear a mask like donald trump Eddie, okay, you got to think about it, right? Anything, uh, Hayward, you know, Hayward and I, we, we, we talked about okay. this last time. Anything that they tell us to do, you got to think about this, okay? You got to really question and you got to really do your research. 
what, what, how do you walk around all day with no oxygen going to your brain? Even Dr. Sabi said the brain needs oxygen, constant yeah. oxygen. Okay. I just wear a mask when I'm around a lot of people, though. But the other thing is now they're saying the people that wear the mask, they have a lower uh, instances of people getting the coronavirus. Okay, so so how, hey, how do you justify I'm, that? Okay, what, what I'm going to tell you, I've consulted with several people. See, you got to understand, we have, a, we have a world of people that is doing Western medication, and then you have a world of people that's doing the natural thing, right? So you know what to do, Eddie, okay? But everybody doesn't know that, but that's what I'm trying to tell people to do. If you, okay, wearing a mask is not going to prevent it. If you have a weak immune system, the mask is not going to save your life. But what I want to tell people right now, if you wear the mask, okay, which people going to work, they have to. But, Eddie, you cannot sit there and wear that mask. So what they need to do is put more oxygen inside of their body. So they need to go get cell food, which is liquid oxygen, liquid chlorophyll, and, and, and they, they got to start taking this stuff. If not, they're going to start being anemic. They're going to start having heart issues. They're going to start can't breathe. I've already consulted with healthy people. A 42-year-old man consulted with me because he is yawning too much. That's a sign mm. of low blood flow. This man is healthy, and the only thing that he changed was wearing a mask two months ago. But now that I put him on a regimen of increasing the oxygen inside his body and he has not worn the mask, he's back to normal. He's not yawning anymore. So what I do is I educate people. I know there's people not going to follow what I say because, you know, with too many people and, and they don't know. But what I will say, if the people that's going to wear the mask and have to wear the mask, you, you have to put oxygen back inside of your body is all I'm saying. So you got cell food, which they are trying to pull off the market right now. But that's liquid oxygen, and you have liquid chlorophyll. These things will keep the blood flowing, keep oxygen inside the body, and keep your hemoglobin raised. So if we just like taking now, do you have to have a prescription from a doctor? No, this is food. You can go to Super Supplement or go to your vitamin store or Amazon and get cell food and get liquid chlorophyll. These, these are this is natural stuff. Okay. Well, I'm not an herbalist, so I, you have to educate me because I'm not familiar with what you're saying. So, uh, now you didn't mention that you went to my hometown. You didn't go to Shreveport, huh? I did go to Shreveport, and I, I spoke right, in Shreveport no. as well. So, Monroe, I spoke at the Park B Drive Church of Christ uh, there. And then in Shreveport, Louisiana, I spoke at the Comfort Suites uh, right off of uh, Pines Road. And it was amazing, you know? And, and but, but, Eddie, this is the thing is too many of us passing away. When I was in Monroe, a lady told me that. You know, my best friend just died of corona, and then her sister died of corona the next month. And then I find out my business partner four years ago has passed away from corona. This man is in his 50s. These people do not have to pass away. I was on your show last month. I said it. I said it's going to be a bunch of us dying, and I'm going to say it today. It's still going to be a bunch of us dying. And now Melinda Gates have put out something that they got this vaccine coming out, and the people that need it first, guess what she said? the black people and the people of color. No, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> but you see, I don't know if you can see where I'm going with this, but see, we have to educate our, our, our people. And what I can say, if you're going to take that vaccine, okay, get your activated charcoal, because I can promise you this, it's never been tested, okay? I mean, so just be prepared. If, when, if you do take it, take your activated charcoal so it can pull 80% uh, of the poisons out of your digestive tract before it gets into your bloodstream. So I give people preventive things that they can do if they're going to fall for all this stuff that these people are telling us to do. 
I want to see if my co-host Hayward Evans got any questions or comments for you, Tamika. Come on, Hayward. Yeah, Tamika, yeah, thank, thank you for being here. You know, what you, you said, I've heard from some other people, too, who are, who are, who are non-American, from Africa and also some Asians, who sort of make that same comment or statement that you have. I know I agree with Eddie, because see, anywhere I go, I'm going to wear a mask. And I, and I absolutely believe in the social distancing. But it makes so much sense about those uh, uh, those liquid supplements for you know oxygen and, and the other thing. But I'm going to ask you, can you talk talk to our listenership about the sickle cell and what you did with that? Because like you said, it might be one of the underlying conditions. And you have a treatment for that. Can you share that with our listenership? Of course. Of course I can. And let me just say this one thing before I get into that. It is going to be a problem. I had a mother in the U.K. call me at 3 o'clock in the morning telling me that her 7-year-old sickle cell child has coronavirus. He's breathing hard. He has high fever, and she's hysterical. So all I said was go get the 50 billion probiotic, give him two garlic capsules every 45 minutes, give him 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C every 30 minutes. I called her back in four hours. She said the fever's gone. He's breathing normal, and he's back to normal, and he's playing. So you guys, you see what I'm saying? I know you don't do this, but if I can tell you that my son hasn't had a crisis in 10 years, and that's sickle cell, we know there's herbs to kill a virus. So, Hayward, you can wear your mask, but, sir, you better take your natural antibiotics. So sickle cell disease is an inherited blood disease that affects the red blood cells. It's when a person's body does not produce enough red blood cells to carry oxygen throughout the body. So sickle cell, they die from strokes. They die from uh, just, just or, or organ failure. And they go through very chronic pain because their red blood cells die off so quick. They don't have time to continue to uh, produce. They don't have oxygen inside of their body. So, see, they don't have oxygen. But my son hasn't had a crisis in 10 years, and my son has never worn a mask. So there's always herbs that you can take to prevent anything. That's all I'm saying. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be on a webinar uh, in the Netherlands. Well, not yet. It's it's, it's Sickle Cell Foundation for the Netherlands. That's going to be tomorrow, June 19th, and it's going to be 10 a.m. Pacific time. And I'm also going to be speaking on another sickle cell webinar on the 20th in Nigeria. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so those are the events that I have coming up now. But, you know, that is my passion. And that, that's where I started from, <laughs> you know, 12 years ago, having a child born with sickle cell uh, disease. And this is really close to my heart because, you know, my child could have been a statistic if I didn't stand up. You know, if I just went with the flow and went with what they said, my child would not be here today. So it's always been my passion, you know, once he stopped having crises, which I, I give him this, this herb called Evenflow, E-V-E-N space F-L-O. It does have nothing to do with the baby stuff. But this is an herb that consists of 11 herbs, enzymes, and minerals, and it's been tested in Kenya at the Obama's Children's Clinic a year ago, and, and 95% of the, of the patients on this Evenflow did not have a crisis the entire time. So now, uh, but, you know, we have even flow in, in, in Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, uh, several places over in Africa. And they've been using this stuff for five years. Kids not having any more crises. You know, people that know about the natural stuff, they take it. They're not having any more crises, just like my just like my child today. So Okay, Tamika, we, we, we're out of time. I'm sorry, but like I okay. said, you can nope. take a whole hour. No problem. We, but we love what you're, what you're doing and, and educating our folks, because you definitely educate me. And I'm going to have to look in and have you email me the stuff you're talking about. So when I go to the store, I know what to look for. 
Right. So I really do thank you. And uh, I'm glad to see that you're getting world recognition and spread the word around the world. So congratulations, you, my Eddie. sister. We yeah, appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take a uh, break and come back with our next guest after this. Uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Port of Seattle's Office of Diversity Contracting Office, Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions, SeaTac Bar Group LLC out in SeaTac. They hope to get back to business soon. And Stephanie Ogle from Soul Sense Media does our uh, technology. We'll be back after this break. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. In America's rough if you can't buy in bulk, it drives the price up. Yep, you might have to spend a couple extra bucks. Okay, we appreciate that. That's the raise, as you can hear and get it online, and you can hear some raise music. But uh, we're back with our next guest, who is Kent Stevenson, the maestro. Uh, he's a choir director, a, a musician, a composer, and an activist. And uh, Kent has uh, helped organize uh, uh, some folk members of various choirs to come together to do a Juneteenth celebration tomorrow evening. <clears throat> so Kent Stevenson is the choir director for the men's chorus at Mount Zion. Uh, the, the choir at uh, St. Therese when, before COVID. I don't know when they're going to go back. But Kent, why don't you uh, just share with our listeners a little bit about your background. And uh, I call you the Mastro because you are the Mastro. Oh, thank you, Eddie. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. And my okay, co-host is Haywood Evans. Thank you for having going. me on your show. I'm very excited about these times. The one good thing is that so many of our friends in the majority want to engage in discussion about topics that uh, were a little bit uncomfortable some years ago. 
but they see the necessity of communicating. Communication is the bridge to understanding. And so if we don't talk to each other, we won't get there. We have to talk about racism and police reform and just general unfairness in our society. And these kinds of things don't touch our friends in the majority. We have been saying these things, we African-Americans such as myself have been saying these things for generations. But now, now, the miracle of video, everyone has access now. We can see, people can see with their own eyes what injustice looks like. So as a result, the good thing is that we um, are talking, we're talking together, as uh, we will be tomorrow night on Juneteenth. You have graciously agreed to be our uh, guest uh, speaker at a Zoom meeting sponsored by the Seattle Peace Chorus and the Shades of Praise Gospel Choir from St. Therese Catholic Church, where I am the director. It's called Understanding and Action in These Rapidly Changing Times, Opening Hearts and Minds. It's not enough to read books and have understanding if there is no action. Everybody is a change agent. So we want to talk about how individuals in their world can make changes that will result in equality for all of us. And who, who will be involved in the, the conference, uh, uh, Kent? Well, it's open to everyone who can tap onto the link, but it is, it is uh, sponsored by the Seattle Peace Chorus, directed by Fred West, the, Seattle, the uh, City Cantabile Choir, also directed by Fred West, and the Shades of Praise Gospel Choirs, and a lot of the members of uh, St. Therese Church, and all of our friends and guests. So we'll have um, a, a wide spectrum of uh, participants all ready to listen and talk and exchange ideas about our evolving and social and political landscape. We have to share ideas and ask questions and uh, just be vulnerable for a moment. That's the only way hearts and minds will open for the good. And so, the, uh, so uh, well, I, you guys did a good job in organizing this thing, and it's uh, very appropriate that we'll be having this conversation uh, on Juneteenth. And... Uh, so uh, given the, the current uh, state status in terms of the pandemic, uh, are you guys uh, meeting virtually? How, how are you guys keeping the choir together? Most choirs have to meet virtually as ours is. Um, the technology won't allow us to sing together in a Zoom meeting. So um, we uh, talk about plans for the future. We just keep in touch with, with each other since we, most of us are sheltering in place. It's an opportunity to um, just chat with each other. It's good for the morale of the group to stay connected. And as the churches are opening, little by little, there will be music but no choirs, in our church at least, and within the, within, within the next 
few weeks, uh, we we will still our choir is still uh, performing virtually using recordings from our extensive uh, library of music. Very appropriate. I also noticed uh, uh, that it, uh, I watched uh, the Mount Zion uh, uh, broadcast on Facebook uh, every Sunday, and I've been noticing that as well. So, uh, well, I tell you what, uh, I'm so happy that you and your uh, uh, folks and the, the various choirs got together. I did have a chance to talk uh, quite extensively to Fred West yesterday, and yeah. uh, the gentleman has definitely did his research on Juneteenth. I can tell you that. So, and that's what we need is people that have an understanding that's communicating with other folks. So, well, Kent, uh, is there any other face you want to uh, uh, impart before we leave? Have to leave off? Uh, no, nothing other than just to emphasize that everyone, no matter what your ethnicity, has an opportunity to make changes. We, everyone has to step up to the plate, no matter what your neighborhood, no matter who you are in this world. Every human being is of value. We have to respect each other, but we've got to work so that justice is for everyone, everyone in our society. And I just want to thank you for this opportunity to spread the good word uh, on your program. Well, Kev Stevenson, thank you very much. And, uh, I will be Zooming with you guys uh, tomorrow evening. Is that at 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock, sir. Tomorrow at uh, on Juneteenth. Our president right. said nobody knew about Juneteenth until he moved the date. <laughs> nobody had heard of it before. He made, yeah. he made it famous. That was, was a good teaching moment that he provided uh, out of ignorance, but that, that was pretty good, so... Okay, well, Ken Stevens, thank, thank you very much. And thank you for all you do for the community. And thank you for continuing to bring people together. So we certainly do appreciate your efforts, sir. Thank you, Mr. Eddie Rye. Thank you for all that you do as well. Okay, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. All right, goodbye. Thank you. Okay, okay, thank you very much. So uh, I don't know what our time looks like. I think it's about time for us to check out. But anyway... Uh, Eric, uh, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Uh, Co-host Hayward Evans, we got a lot of work to do with the statewide art contest being sponsored by the Martin King Commemoration Committee and the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority. We'll have a board of directors announced on next Wednesday. So we will talk with you again next week. 